0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is, this is MP on the mic on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. A show where you don't have to tell us to do our job. They don't have that problem in... Uh, they do have that problem in Ashburn. Situation in Ashburn right now, I would say. It is 11.32. You are listening to MP on the Mic. This is 910 The Fan, now 1051 FM. So Ron Rivera puts a sign at the entrance to the Washington Commander's locker room this week that says, Do your job. And uh, that, of course, the, the, he's used it before. This isn't the first time Ron Rivera's used it. The famous motto of, of Bill Belichick's teams in New England. keep Don't worry about everybody else. Don't worry about everybody else is doing. Don't worry about you know, if you need to make up for the linebacker being out of position. Do your job. And if all 11 people do their job, the team will win. And, and it strikes me as a bit tone deaf this week, though. And and I get this is the perfect week for your motivational ploy, right? Ron Rivera is no stranger to the midseason motivational ploy. That is a signature Ron Rivera move. Y'all remember throwing the rock, right? Because somebody got to got to throw the rock like David after every game, threw the threw the rock against the wall in the locker room. Ron Rivera knows his t-shirts in Carolina. Dude was wearing a. Wearing new T-shirts every week for a while there in Carolina, Ron Rivera knows a good motivational ploy when he sees one, and he he's in this week. Uh, the problem to me is, you know, this it, it, I keep coming back to this this week. This is year four. This is uh, you've you've controlled basically a hundred percent of your roster at this point. You know, it's Chase Young's probably the one guy who's there, but even then you had the opportunity to move them this offseason. Very few guys who were signed to contracts under Jay Gruden that are still playing out those contracts. Everybody who's there, you want there. You voluntarily want there. And the implication to me of of Do Your Job is, right now, the team's too worried about fill-in-the-blank, making plays, creating takeaways, whatever it might be. They're too worried about that, and they're not worried enough about you know, team success and playing within the system. And, and I can accept that. I can. I've watched this team for a while. Uh, I've watched this team this year. I don't think they're playing cohesively on defense. But I think that sign would be far better hung outside of Jack Del Rio's office right now. Because you're looking at at a systemic issue. You got a defense. And, and I think Ron hasn't come out outright and said it. But I would imagine there's a little frustration. Chase Young has great numbers, but I would argue has not been playing within the system, hasn't been playing uh, you know, team football, hasn't been playing the way Jack Del Rio wants him to play inside that system. He got four first-round draft picks on that, that defensive line. Has Jack Del Rio been putting them in positions to succeed? I think that's debatable at this point, especially given their lack of blitzing, especially given that opponents seem to know – What's up before it happens? So, Rod puts the message up, do your job. I, I, I understand why the players are freelancing. Now, what I don't understand is how you haven't been able to nip this after four years. At a certain point, it's no longer on the coaching staff to, to mold these players in shape. It's on the coaching staff to say, we need new players in here if they're not going to play this way. Now, I would take the talent assembled on the roster over the coaching staff and a bunch of replacement-level players who play within the scheme. That has worked from time to time. That worked in 2020. Long run, though, give me the players. You know, always give me the better athletes, and then we'll work from there. Football's a sport where coaching matters. You saw that last week. You've seen that the last couple weeks. This, This Jack Del Rio defense clearly is not maximizing the players they have out there. But you can fix coaching. It's hard to fix talent, especially in the middle of the season. You're in the better spot there going with the talent. That's why I, it, it's a monster week for Jack Del Rio. It's a monster two-game stretcher. You're at Atlanta, and you're at the Giants. You have to win one of the two. That's why I'm not declaring the Falcons game a must-win here on Sunday. I'm not, I'm not going to go out and say, hey, they have to beat the Falcons, or, or, or else you know firings are going to If they give up a 40 spot, sure, some, you, know, you can make your changes. But I think it's far more likely to say they need to win one of the next two to stay afloat because you've got two very doable tasks for this defense. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons, I read you their last three weeks, 21 points against the Houston Texans, seven points against the Jacksonville Jaguars, six points against the Detroit Lions. Weeks one and two, 24 points, but it is against the Carolina Panthers, and then 25 points, that dramatic win against the Packers, which you would argue was their best, most complete game this season. Two late-game comeback wins for Desmond Ritter, the Packers and the Texans. One game against the Carolina Panthers, who everybody's going to beat this year. And then the Stinkers against uh, Jacksonville and Detroit. This is a beatable team. This is a beatable offense. I mean, I'm, I'm glad they won last week. Because now you're, now you're getting Desmond Ritter. You're not getting Taylor Heineke. I, I would much rather face Desmond Ritter than Taylor Heineke this weekend. That's, that's the truth of the matter here. If, if they give up more than 25 points, if the Falcons get a season high against this Washington defense, I think you've got to throw in the towel at this point on Jack Del Rio and what he's trying to do. Ron's got to go hands-on and rebuild it the rest of the way. It's too talented of a team to be going through this in year four with this scheme. Now, I, I think they're setting Chase Young up to take the blame, and I'm not, I'm not saying they're wrong. I think Chase Young has been playing outside of this system. But at a certain point, you can only sing the tune so many times. That was in Ron Rivera's introductory press conference, right? Is he, we're going to do it my way. And if we lose, I'll take the blame. If we win, you get the credit. Well, he, he's not doing that right now, but I, I think his perception is the players aren't holding up their end of the bargain either. And I would say look in the mirror at this point. It's year four. If you got players that aren't doing what they're supposed to do, that's on you at this point. That's on the system. That's on the coaching and a coach who's allowed to pick the players. Now, I don't think I don't think Ron will get fired this season. I've said that many times. I think I think for Josh Harris, there's there's reason to wait. There's reason to be prudent with this. He's making a 30 year investment, not a five year investment. He doesn't need to fix this thing overnight. From a financial standpoint, he arguably doesn't need to fix this thing until they get to the new stadium. Uh, but you'd like to build goodwill along the way. You had two great atmospheres. You had the opener against Arizona, and then a great atmosphere against Chicago. Now they're on the road for a couple weeks. You get the Eagles after that. There'll be a lot of Eagles fans, then two more road games. You've got a whole month here to, to take a reset. We know what Ron Rivera teams do. We know they charge midway through the season. But it uh, it... It reminds me of, I mean, just Pat McAfee said it, you know, in training camp. He was kind of one of the first people to say, hey, Ron might be losing his fastball here. He was the first national guy I heard who, who came out and said that. And he's, he's a Ron Rivera fan. And we're all Ru- fans of Ron Rivera the person. But, you know, the, the midseason Ron Rivera surge is a, a trademark thing. But, if it, you know, you always wonder when's it going to stop happening? When's the year it isn't going to happen? I think it'll happen. But I, this is a, a monster two weeks for the Washington Commanders. This is a monster two weeks against the Falcons and the Giants. Two offenses that are very, very beatable. And you got a couple injuries in the secondary. That's why you drafted. That's why Quan Martin's there. That's why, uh, that's why you have this depth that you developed. That's why, uh, that's why you've used so many draft picks on the secondary of the last few years. Because that's a position of importance. Time to see what these guys have. Do your job can only can only take you so far. Uh, you know, if they do their job as a team, I think they'll win the game. If they do their job as individual freelance players, I don't know, but I'm going to side with the players and not the coach here. I'm going to side with them over you know, letting them drive it because when the new coach comes in next year, I want him working with a fresh slate instead of working with. You know what? Whatever Jack Del Rio deems as a player who who can follow his system. Another interesting subplot I'm following this week uh, up in Commanderland, up in Ashburn, is uh, you know there there have been hints through the through the practice lineup, through the beat reporters putting out the reports that Danny Johnson may play some over Emmanuel Forbes, which would be a wild swing for me. This this would seem like a great time to run Forbes. You've got. A very beatable opponent coming off a 10 days of rest. Great bounce-back game for him potentially. But we're seeing Danny Johnson get a, get a lot of those first-team snaps. So that's interesting to me as well, that you've, you've potentially got Danny Johnson uh, starting in the secondary. That's a do-your-job decision there, right? That's a decision. Here's a guy who's going to give us that vanilla what-we-want look instead of chasing for the playmaker. Right after, you chase for the playmaker in the draft in Emmanuel Forbes, right after you chase for the playmaker in the draft in going with Quan Martin. I want to see both those guys out there this week. This is a beatable defense. Don't change course right now. You drafted Emmanuel Forbes because you need takeaways. This defense needs to make big plays. You put Danny Johnson in, I don't know what kind of message that's sending. Week six of the season, Forbes has had 10 days. It's the NFL. It's time to grow up. It's time to bounce back. I think he can do it. I think he's fully capable of doing it. I think this is the right opponent to do it against. If Ron starts Danny Johnson over Emmanuel Forbes on some kind of do-your-job, Danny's a team player, that's why you drafted Forbes. You drafted him for the interceptions. You drafted him for the big plays. You've got to, as the coach, let him go make those big plays. You've got to put him in positions to succeed as well. That's why it's such a crucial stretch here. This game, the Falcons and the Giants, two bad offenses. And what should be a good defense, and I I think Sam Howell's carrying his weight. Uh, We'll talk next week at length that, you know, if Sam Howell has another good showing, I think it's time for some national respect and some national love for Sam Howell. But this one's all about the defense on Sunday. This one's all about the commander's defense getting right against a very bad Atlanta Falcons team. We'll keep an eye on that. CBS six locally, 910 the Fan has the call all day Sundays you're driving around, pregame show, and then the gut check postgame with Howard Gutman and crew. When we come back, our final segment of the show, we'll cross-talk with Awad, always one of my favorite parts of the day. Don't go anywhere. This is 910 the Fan now 1051 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,
0: celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue.